0: Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan.
1: This is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of, Z- the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now,
0: Joseph loved, Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other brothers because he had been born to him in his old age and he made
1: an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. Listen, listen, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field, when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it.
2: Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they
1: hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and he told it to his brothers. Listen, listen, I had another dream and this time the sun and moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father, as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him.
3: What is this dream that you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers come and bow down to the ground before you?
0: His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter
1: in mind. Now his brothers had gone to graze their father's flocks near Shechem, and Israel said to Joseph,
3: As you know, your brothers are grazing their flocks near Shechem. Come, I'm going to send you to them. Go and see if all is well with your brothers and with the flocks and bring word back to me.
0: Very well. Then he sent him off from the valley of Hebron. When Joseph arrived at Shechem, a man found him wandering around in the fields and asked him, what are you looking for? I'm looking for my brothers. Can you tell me where they are grazing their flocks? The man told him, they have moved on from here. I heard them say they are going to Dothan.
1: So Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan. But they saw him in the distance, and before he reached them, he plotted, they plotted to kill him.
2: Here comes that dreamer. Hey, let's kill him now and throw him into one of the cisterns. Say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Yeah. Then we'll see what comes of his dream. When Reuben heard this,
0: he tried to rescue them from their hands.
4: Let's not take his life. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into the cistern here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him.
1: Reuben said this to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his
0: robe, the ornate robe he was wearing. And they took him and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty. There was no water in it.
1: As they sat down to eat their meal, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and myrrh, and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers,
2: What will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our own brother. So when the Midianite
0: merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver
1: to the Ishmaelites, who took him to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the cistern and saw that Joseph was not there, he tore his clothes. He went back to his brothers and said,
4: The boy isn't there! What do I do now?
1: Then
0: they got Joseph's robe, slaughtered a goat, and dipped the robe in the blood. They took the ornate robe back to their father and said,
2: We found this. Examine it to see whether it is your son's robe.
3: It's my son's robe. Joseph has been torn to pieces and eaten by some wild animal. Then Jacob tore
0: his clothes, put on sackcloth, and mourned for his son many days. All his sons and daughters came to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted.
3: No, I will continue to mourn until I join my son in the grave.
1: So his father wept for him.
0: Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard.
2: At that time, I left my brothers and went down to stay with a man of Adullam named Hira. There I met a daughter of a Canaanite man named Shua. I married her and uh, made love to her. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and we named him Ur. She conceived again and gave birth to yet another son, who we named Onan. She gave birth to still another son, and he was named Shelah. It was at K'zib that she gave birth to him. Now, I got a wife from my firstborn, Ur, and her name was Tamar. But Ur was wicked in the Lord's sight, so the Lord put him to death. Then I said to Onan, sleep with your brother's wife and fulfill your duty to her as a brother-in-law to raise up offspring for your brother. But Onan knew that the child would not be his. So whenever he slept with his brother's wife Tamar, he... um, he spilled his semen on the ground to keep from providing offspring for his brother. Now what he did was wicked in the Lord's sight, so so the Lord put him to death also. Then I said to my daughter-in-law Tamar, live as a widow in your father's house until my son Shelah grows up. For I thought, he may die too, just like his brothers. So... Tamar went to live in her father's household. After a long time, uh, my wife died. and when I, when I had recovered from my grief, I went up to Timnah, to the men who were shearing my sheep, and my friend Hira the Adullamite went with me.
5: When I was told that my father-in-law was on his way to Timnah to shear his sheep, I took off my widow's clothes and covered myself with a veil to disguise myself. And then... I sat down on the road to Aniyam which is on the road to Timnah. It was obvious to me that though Shelah had now grown up, I had not been given to him as his wife. When Judah saw me, he thought I was a prostitute, for I had covered myself. Not realizing that I was his daughter-in-law, he came over to me by the roadside and said, Come now, let me sleep with you. And what will you give me to sleep with you?
2: Uh, I'll send you a young goat from my flock.
5: Will you give me something as a pledge until you send it?
2: Well, what pledge should I give you?
5: Your seal and its cord, and the staff in your hand.
2: So I I gave them to her, and, uh, well, and I slept with her. And she became uh, pregnant by me. After she left, she took off her veil and and put on her widow's clothes again. And meanwhile, I sent the young goat uh, from, by my friend the Edulamite in order to get my pledge back from the woman. But he did not find her. He asked the men who live there, where is the shrine prostitute who is beside the road to Anayim? And they told him, there hasn't been any shrine prostitute here. So my friend came back to me and said, I didn't find her. Besides the men who lived there said there hasn't been any shrine prostitute here. So, I said, let her keep what she has or we'll become a laughingstock. After all, I I did send her this young goat, but you didn't find her. About 3 months later, I was told your daughter-in-law Tamar is guilty of prostitution. And as a result, she is now pregnant. Then I said, bring her out and have her burned to death.
5: As I was being brought out, I sent a message to Judah. I am pregnant Pregnant by the man man who owns these. See if you recognize recognize whose steel and and cord and and staff staff these are.
2: I recognized them and said, she is more righteous than I since I wouldn't give her to my son, Shayla. And I did not sleep with her again.
0: When the time came for Tamar to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb. As she was giving birth, one of them put out its hand and the midwife took a scarlet thread and tied it on his wrist and said, this one came out first.
1: But then he pulled back his hand and out came his brother. What, the midwife exclaimed, how did you break out first? So he was named Perez. Then the baby with the
0: scarlet string on his wrist was born, and he was named Zerah.
6: Now I had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought me from the Ishmaelites who had taken me there. The Lord was with me so that I prospered. I lived in the house of my Egyptian master, Potiphar, When he saw that the Lord was with me and that the Lord gave me success in everything I did, I found favor in his eyes. I became his attendant. He put me in charge of his whole household, entrusted to my care everything that he owned. From the time he put me in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of Potiphar because of me. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in my care, with me in charge.
5: He didn't concern himself with anything except the food that he ate. Now Joseph was well-built and handsome. And after a while, I took notice of him and said, Come to bed with me. But I
6: refused, telling her, With me in charge, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns has been entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to me day after day, I refused to go to bed
5: with her or even to be with her. One day he came into the house to attend to his duties and none of the household servants was inside. I caught him by his cloak and said, Come to bed with me but he left his cloak in my hand and ran out of the house. When I saw that he had left his cloak in my hand and had run out of the house, I called my household servants and said, Look, I said, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. I kept his cloak beside me until Potiphar came home. Then I told him this story. That Hebrew slave you brought us came to me to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house.
6: When Potiphar heard the story his wife told him, he burned with anger. He took me and put me in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while I was there in the prison, the Lord was with me. He showed me kindness and granted me favor in the eyes of the warden. So the warden put me in charge of all those who were held in the prison. I was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under my care because the Lord was with me and gave me success in whatever I did.
1: Some time later, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, in the same prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, and he attended them.
0: After they had been in custody for some time, each of the two men, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were being held in prison, had a dream the same night, and
1: each dream had a meaning of its own. When Joseph came to them the next morning he saw that they were dejected so he asked Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in his master's house why do you look so sad today
7: we we both had dreams yeah but there's no one to interpret them do not interpretations belong to god
0: so the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream
7: in my dream i saw a vine in front of me And on the vine were three branches. As soon as it budded, it blossomed, and its clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes, squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup, and put the cup in his hand.
6: This is what it means. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position. You will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand, just as you used to do when you were his cup pairer. Oh, but when all goes well with you, please remember me, show me kindness, mention me to Pharaoh, get me out of this prison. I-, I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews. Even here, I've done nothing to deserve being put in a dungeon.
0: When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favorable interpretation, he said to Joseph,
3: I too had a dream. On my head were three baskets of bread. In the top basket were all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh.
6: But the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. This is what it means. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head and impale your body on a pole. The birds... Well, eat away at your flesh.
1: Now, Pharaoh's birthday came three days later, and he prepared a banquet for all his officials and staff. He summoned his chief cupbearer and chief baker to join the other officials. He then restored the chief cupbearer to his former position, so he could again hand Pharaoh his cup. But Pharaoh impaled
0: the chief baker, just as Joseph had predicted when he interpreted his
1: dream. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought.
7: When two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile, when out of the river, there came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came up out of the Nile and stood beside those on the riverbank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek, fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. He fell asleep again. And on the second dream, seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy, full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. In the morning, his mind was troubled, so he sent for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told him his dreams, but no one could interpret them for him. Then I said to Pharaoh, today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants, and he imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream the same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream. And things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position, and the other man was impaled. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh.
8: I had a dream. And no one can interpret it. But I've heard it said that you, when
6: you hear a dream, can interpret it. I cannot do it. But God... We'll give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Okay.
8: Here goes. Well, in my dream... I was standing on the bank of the Nile... when out of the river there came... seven cows. Fat. Sleek. They were grazing among the reeds. But then after them, seven other cows came up. They were scrawny. Ugly. ...lean... ...I'd never seen such ugly cows in all of the land of Egypt... ...the lean, ugly cows ate up the fat cows... ...but even after they ate them, no one could tell they had. They looked just as ugly as before. Then I woke up. In my other dream, I saw seven heads of grain... ...and they were full and good... ...growing on a single stalk and after them seven other heads sprouted all withered thin scorched by the east wind and the thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven good heads uh, i told this to the magicians but none of them could explain it to me
6: the dreams the dreams of pharaoh are one and the same god has revealed to pharaoh what he's about to do the the seven good cows are seven years. The seven good heads of grain are seven years. It's one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up after are another seven years. And so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the wind. There's seven years of famine. It's just as I say to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he's about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt... Seven years of famine will follow. Then all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten. The famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God. God will do it soon. Now, let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man Put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of all of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food during the seven good years and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to be kept in the cities for food. This food should be held in reserve for the whole country and used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt so that the country may not be ruined by the famine.
7: The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So Pharaoh asked them,
8: Can we find anyone like this man? One in whom is the Spirit of God? No? Well, since God has made all this known to you, there is no one wise and discerning as you. You will be in charge of my palace. And all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt.
7: Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in a chariot as his second in command. And people shouted before them, Make way! Thus, he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt.
8: Now, I am Pharaoh. <laughs> but without your word, no one will lift hand or foot in all of Egypt.
7: Pharaoh gave Joseph the name zaphnath paneah and gave him Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, the priest of On, to be his wife. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt.
0: Joseph was thirty years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout
1: Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentifully. Joseph collected all the food produced in those seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. In each city, he put the food grown in the fields surrounding it. Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain like the sand of the sea.
0: It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure.
1: Before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said,
6: It is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's house.
0: The second son he named Ephraim.
6: It is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering.
1: The seven years of abundance in Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had said. There was a famine in all
0: the other lands, but in the whole land of Egypt, there was food. When all Egypt began to feel the famine, the people cried to Pharaoh for food. Then Pharaoh told
1: all the Egyptians, go to Joseph and do what he tells
0: you. When the famine had spread over the whole country, Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians for the famine was severe throughout Egypt.
1: And all the world came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph because the famine was severe everywhere.
0: When Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons,
3: Why are you just there looking at each other? I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us so that we may live and not die.
1: Then ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob did not send Benjamin, Joseph's brother, with the others, because he was afraid that harm might come to him. So Israel's sons were among those who went to buy grain, for there was famine in the land of Canaan also.
0: Now Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold grain to all of its people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bound down to him with their faces to the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them.
6: Where do you come from? From the land of Canaan
4: to buy food.
0: Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Then he remembered his dreams about them.
6: You are spies. You've come to see where our land is unprotected. No, my lord.
4: Your servants have come to buy food. We are all sons of one man. Your servants are
6: honest men, not spies. No, you have come to see where our land is unprotected.
2: Your servants were twelve brothers, the sons of one man who lives in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with our father.
6: And one is no more. It is just as I told you. You are spies. This is how you will be tested. As surely as Pharaoh lives, you will not leave this place unless... "'Your youngest brother comes here. "'Send one of your number to get him. "'The rest of you will be kept in prison "'so that your words may be verified. "'If you are not telling the truth, "'then as surely as Pharaoh lives, you are spies.'
1: "'And he put them all in custody
6: for three days.' "'On
0: the third day, Joseph said to them,
6: "'Do this, and you will live. "'For I fear God, if you are honest men,' Let one of your brothers stay here in prison while the rest of you go take grain back for your starving households. But you must bring your youngest brother to me so that your words may be verified that you may not die.
2: This they proceeded to do. Surely we are being punished because of our brother. We saw how distressed he was and how he pleaded with us for his life, but... You would not listen. That's why this distress has come upon
4: us. Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? But you wouldn't listen. Now we have to give an account for his blood.
0: They did not realize that Joseph could understand them since he was using an interpreter. He turned away from them and began to weep, but then came back and spoke to them again. He had Simeon taken from them and bound before their eyes. He had Simeon taken from them and bound before their eyes.
1: (laughs) Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain, to put each man's silver back in his sack and to give them provisions for their journey. At the place where they stopped for the night,
0: one of them opened his sack to get feed for his donkey, and he saw his silver in the mouth of his sack.
2: My, My silver has been returned here. Here it is in my sack.
1: Their hearts sank, and they turned to each other, trembling, and said, What is this that God has done to us? When they
0: came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened.
4: The man who was Lord over us, over the land, spoke harshly to us and treated us as though we were spying on the land. But we said to them, We're honest men. We're not
2: spies. We were twelve brothers, sons of one father. One is no more. And- The youngest is now with our father in Canaan. Then the man who is lord over the land said to us, this is how I will know whether you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me. Take food to your starving households and go, but bring your youngest brother, so that we will know that you are not spies, but honest men. Then I will give your brother back to you and you can trade in the land.
1: As they were emptying their sacks, there in each man's sack was his pouch of silver. When they and their father saw the money pouches, they were frightened.
3: You have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more and Simeon is no more. And now you want to take Benjamin? Everything is against me.
4: You may put both of my sons to death if I do not... Bring him back to you. Entrust him into my care, and I will bring him back.
3: Benjamin will not go down there with you. His brother is dead, and he is the only one left. If harm comes to him on the journey you are taking, you will bring my gray head down to the grave in sorrow.
1: Now the famine was still severe in the land. So when they had eaten all the grain they had brought from Egypt, their father said to them,
2: Go back and buy us a little more food. The man warned us solemnly, You will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. If you send Benjamin with us, we will go down and buy food for you. But if you don't send him, we will not go down, because the man said to us, You will not see my face again unless your brother is with you.
3: Why did you bring this trouble on me? by telling the man you had another brother!
4: The man questioned us closely about ourselves and our family. Is your father still living? he asked. Do you have another brother? We simply answered his questions. How were we to know that he would say, bring your brother down here?
2: Send the boy along with me and we will go down at once so that we and you and our children may live and not die. I myself will guarantee his safety you can hold me personally responsible for him if i do not bring him back to you and set him here before you i will blame i will bear the blame before you my my entire life as it is if we had not delayed we could have gone and returned twice if it must be then do
3: this put some of the best products of the land in your bags and take them to the man as a gift a little balm a little honey, some spices, and some myrrh, some pistachio nuts, and, and almonds. Take double the amount of the silver with you, for you must return the silver that was put into the mouth of your sacks. Perhaps it was a mistake. Take your brother also and go back to the man at once. And may God Almighty grant you mercy before the man so that he will let your other brother and Benjamin come back to you. As for me, if I am bereaved, I am bereaved.
0: So the men took the gifts and doubled the amount of silver and Benjamin also. They hurried down to Egypt and presented themselves to Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house,
6: Take these men to my house. Slaughter an animal, prepare a meal. They are to eat with me at noon.
0: The man did as Joseph told him and took the men to Joseph's house. Now, the men were frightened because they had been taken to his house.
4: We were brought here because of the silver that was put into our sacks the first time. He wants to attack us and overpower us and to seize us as slaves and to take our donkeys.
1: So they went up to Joseph's steward and spoke to him at the entrance to the house.
4: We beg your pardon, our Lord. We came down here the first time to buy food, but at the place where we stopped for the night, we opened our sacks and each of us found his silver, the exact weight in the mouth of his sack. So we have brought it back with us. We have also brought additional silver with us to buy food. We don't know who put our silver in our sacks.
2: It is all right. Don't be afraid. Your God, the God of your Father, has given you treasure in your sacks. I receive
0: Then he brought Simeon out to them. The steward took the men into Joseph's house, gave them water to wash their feet, and provided fodder for their donkeys. They prepared the gifts for Joseph's arrival at noon because they had heard that they were to eat
1: there. When Joseph came home, they presented to him the gifts they had brought into the house, and they bowed down to the ground before him. He asked them how they were, and then he said,
6: How is your aged father, you told me about?
4: Your servant, our father, is still alive and well.
0: And they bowed down, prostrating themselves before him. As he looked about and saw his brother Benjamin, his own mother's son, he asked,
6: Is this your youngest brother, the one you told me about? God be gracious to you, my son.
1: Deeply moved at the sight of his brother, Joseph hurried out and looked for a place to weep. He went into his private room and wept there. After he had washed his face, he came out and controlling himself said, Serve the food. They served him by himself, the brothers by themselves, and the Egyptians who ate with him by themselves. Because Egyptians could not eat with Hebrews, for that is detestable to Egyptians.
0: The men had been seated before him in the order of their ages, from the firstborn to the youngest, and they looked at each other in astonishment. When portions were served to them from Joseph's table, Benjamin's portion was five times as much as anyone else's.
1: (laughs) So they feasted and drank freely with him. Now Joseph gave these instructions to the steward of his house.
6: Fill these men's sacks with as much food as they can carry and put each man's silver in the mouth of his sack. Then put my cup, the silver one, in the mouth of the youngest one's sack along with the silver for his grain.
0: As morning dawned, the men were sent on their way with their donkeys. They had not gone far from the city when Joseph said to his steward,
6: Go after those men at once. When you catch up with them, say to them, Why have you repaid good with evil? Isn't this the cup my master drinks from and also uses for divination? This is a wicked thing you have done.
1: When he caught up with them, he repeated these words to them. But they said to him,
2: Why does my lord say such things? Far be it from your servants to do anything like that. We even brought back to you from the land of Canaan the silver we found inside the mouths of our sacks. So why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If any of your servants is found to have it, he will die and the rest of us will become my lord's slaves. Very well then. Let it be as you say. Whoever is found to have it will become my slave. The rest of you will be
0: Each of them quickly lowered his sack to the ground and opened it. Then the steward proceeded to search, beginning with the oldest and ending with the youngest. And the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. At this they tore their clothes. Then they loaded all their donkeys and returned to the city.
1: Joseph was still in the house when Judah and his brothers came in, and they threw themselves to the ground before him.
6: What is this? you have done. Don't you know that a man like me can find things out by divination? What can we say
2: to my Lord? What can we say? How can we prove our innocence? God has uncovered your servant's guilt. We are now my Lord's slaves, we ourselves and the one who is found to have the cup.
6: Far be it from me to do such a thing. Only the man who was found to have the cup will become my slave. The rest of you, go back to your father in peace.
2: Pardon your servant, my Lord. Let me speak a word to my Lord. Do not be angry with your servant, though you are equal to Pharaoh himself. My Lord asked his servants, do you have a father and a brother? And we answered, we have an aged father, and there is a young son born to him in his old age. His brother is dead, and he's the only one of his mother's sons left, and his father loves him. Then you said to your servants, Bring him down to me so I can see him for myself. And we said to my Lord, The boy cannot leave his father. If he leaves him, his father will die. But you told your servants, Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you will not see my face again. When we went back to your servant, my father, and we told him what the Lord had said, then our father said, Go back and buy a little more food. But we said, We cannot go down. Only if our youngest brother is with us will we go. We cannot see the man's face unless our brother is with us. Your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife bore me only two sons, and one of them went away from me. And I said, He has surely been torn to pieces, and I have not seen him since. If you take this one from me too, and harm comes to him, you will bring my gray head down to the grave in misery. So now, if the boy is not with us when we go back to your servant, my father, and if my father, whose life is closely bound up with the boy's life, sees that the boy isn't there... He will die. Your servants will bring the gray head of our father down to the grave in sorrow. Your servant guaranteed the boy's safety to my father. I said, if if I do not bring him back to you, I will bear the blame before you, my father, all my life. Help him, please. Let your servant remain here as my Lord's slave in place of the boy. And let the boy return with his brothers. How can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? No! Do not let me see the misery that would come down on my father.
0: Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants, and he cried out,
1: Have everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him, and Pharaoh's household heard about it.
6: I am Joseph. What? Is my father... Still living?
0: But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence.
6: Come close to me. I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. Do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there has been famine in the land. For the next five years, there will be no plowing, no reaping. But God sent me ahead of you To preserve a remnant on the earth. To save your lives by a great deliverance. So then it it was not you who sent me here. But God. He made me father to Pharaoh. Lord of his entire household. Ruler of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father. Say to him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen and be near to me. You, your children and grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, all that you have. I will provide for you here, because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your household and all who belong to you will become destitute. (coughs) You can see for yourselves. So can my brother, Benjamin. It is really I who am speaking to you. Tell my father all about the honor accorded to me here in Egypt, about everything you've seen. Bring my father down here, quickly.
0: Then he threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept. And Benjamin embraced him, weeping, and he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Afterwards, his brothers talked with him.
1: When the news reached Pharaoh's palace that Joseph's brothers had come... Pharaoh and all his officials were pleased. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell
8: your brothers, do this, load your animals, return to the land of, uh, from the land of Canaan, and bring your father and your families back to me. I'll give you the best of all the land of Egypt. You can enjoy the fat of the land. Uh, also tell them, uh, take some of my carts from Egypt for your children and your wives, and, and get your father. Come, never mind about your belongings. Because the best of all of Egypt will be yours.
0: So the sons of Israel did this. Joseph gave them carts as Pharaoh had commanded. And he also gave them provisions for their journey. To each of them he gave new clothing. But to Benjamin he gave 300 shekels of silver and 5 sets of clothes. And this is what he sent to his father. Ten donkeys loaded with the finest things of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and other provisions for his journey. Then he sent his brothers away, and as they were leaving, he said to them,
6: Don't quarrel on the way.
1: (laughs) So they went up out of Egypt and came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan.
4: Joseph, Joseph is still hey, still alive. Alive. Still alive. Jacob
1: was stunned. He did not believe them, but when
0: they told him everything Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts Joseph had sent to carry him back, the spirit of their father Jacob was revived. And Israel said,
3: It's true. My son Joseph is alive. I must go see him before I die.
1: So Israel set out with all that was his, and when he reached Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. And God spoke to Israel in a vision at night and said,
2: Jacob,
3: Jacob, here I am. I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down to Egypt with you, and I will surely bring you back again, and Joseph's own hand will close your eyes.
0: Jacob left Beersheba, and Israel's sons took their father Jacob and their children and their wives in the carts that Pharaoh had sent to transport him.
1: So Jacob and all his offspring went to Egypt, taking with them their livestock and the possessions they had acquired in Canaan. Jacob brought with him to Egypt his sons and grandsons and daughters and granddaughters, all his offspring.
0: These are the names of the sons of Israel, Jacob and his descendants, who went to Egypt. Reuben, the firstborn of Jacob.
4: The sons of Reuben, Hanak, Pelu, Hezron, and Carmi. The sons of Simeon, Jemuel, Jamin,
2: Ohad, Jackin, Zohar, Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. The sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. The sons of Judah, Ur, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah.
0: But Ur and Onan had died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez, Hezron, and Hamul.
2: The sons of Issachar, Tola, Puha, Jashub, Shimron. The sons of Zebulun, Sered, Elon, and Jehiel.
1: These were the sons Leah bore to Jacob in Aram, besides his daughter Dinah. These sons and daughters of his were thirty-three in all.
2: Gad, the sons
8: of Zephon, Hagai, Shunai, Ebzon, Eri, Erodai, and
2: Areli. The sons of Asher, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, and Bariah.
0: Their sister was Sarah, the sons of Bariah, Haber, and Malkiel. These were the children born to Jacob by Zilpah, whom Laban had given to his daughter
1: Leah, sixteen in all. The sons of Jacob's wife Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin.
6: In Egypt, Manasseh and Ephraim were born to Joseph by Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. The sons of Benjamin, Bella, Beker, <coughs> Ashbel, Gera, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Muppim, Huppim, and Ard.
0: These were the sons of Rachel who were born to Jacob, 14 in all.
2: The son of Dan, Hashim. Sons of Maftali, Jeziel,
3: Guni, Gezer, and Shalim.
1: These were the sons born to Jacob by Bilhah, whom Laban had given to his daughter Rachel, seven in all. All those who went to Egypt with Jacob,
0: those who were his direct descendants, not counting his sons' wives, numbered 66 persons. With the two sons who had been born to Joseph in Egypt, the members of Jacob's family which went to Egypt were 70 persons in all. Now
1: Jacob sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to get directions to Goshen. When they arrived in the region of Goshen, Joseph had his chariot made ready and went to Goshen to meet his father Israel. As soon as Joseph appeared before him, he threw his arms around his father and wept for a long time.
3: Now I am ready to die since i have seen for myself that you are still alive
6: i will go up and speak to pharaoh and i will say to him my brothers and my father's household who were living in the land of canaan have come to me the men are our shepherds they tend livestock they have brought along their flocks and herds and everything they own so when pharaoh calls you in and asks what is your occupation you should answer your servants have tended livestock from boyhood on just as our fathers did then you will be allowed to settle in the region of Goshen, for all shepherds are detestable to Egyptians.
8: <laughs> well, so Joseph came to me and, and, and he said, ...that My father and my brothers, with their uh, flocks and herds and everything they own, have come from the land of Canaan and they are now in Goshen. Well, then he, he chose five of his brothers and he presented them before me. And so I asked, What is your occupation? They told me they're shepherds, just as their fathers were, and that they'd come to live here for a while because the famine was severe in Canaan and their flocks had no pasture. So they asked me, please let your servants settle here in Goshen. So I said to Joseph, your father and your brothers have come to you and the land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father and your brothers in the best part of the land. Let them live in Goshen. And if you know any among them with special abilities, put them in charge of my livestock. So then Joseph brought his father Jacob in and presented him before me. And after Jacob had blessed me, I asked him, how old are you? (laughs) And Jacob said, the years of my pilgrimage are 130. And my years have been few and difficult. And they do not equal the years of the pilgrimage of my fathers. Well, then Jacob blessed me. And he went out from my presence. So Joseph settled his father and his brothers in Egypt. And gave them property in the best part of the land. It's the district of Ramses. You know that part. Yeah. Joseph also provided for his father and his brothers. And all his father's household with food according to the number of their children. There was no food, however, in the whole region... ...because the famine was severe, both in Egypt and in Canaan. And they wasted away because of the famine. Joseph, he collected all the money that was to be found in Egypt and Canaan... ...in payment for the grain that they were buying... ...and he brought it to my palace. And when the money of the people of Egypt and Canaan was gone... ...all Egypt came out to Joseph and said, give us food... Why should we die before your eyes? Our money is all gone. Then bring your livestock, Joseph told them. I will sell you food in exchange for your livestock since your money's gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph. And and he gave them food in exchange for their horses and their sheep and goats and their cattle and their donkeys. And he brought them through the year with food in exchange for all their livestock. Well, when that year was over, they came to him the following year, and they said, we cannot hide from our Lord the fact that since our money is gone and our livestock belongs to you, there's nothing left for our Lord except our bodies and our land. Why should we perish before your eyes, we and our land as well, Buy us and our land in exchange for food? And we with our land will be in bondage to you. Give us seed that we may live and not die, and so that the land may not become desolate. So Joseph acquired all the land of Egypt for me. The Egyptians, one and all, they sold their fields because the famine was too severe for them. The land became mine, and Joseph reduced the people to servitude from one end of Egypt to the other. However, he did not buy the land of the priests. ...because they received a regular allotment from me... ...and had food enough from the allotment I'd given them. That's why uh, they didn't sell their land. So Joseph says to the people... ...well now that I've bought you and your land today for Pharaoh... ...here is seed... ...so you can plant the ground. But when the crop comes... ...give a fifth of it to Pharaoh. The other four fifths uh, you may keep... ...as seed for the fields... ...and as food for yourselves... ...and your households... ...and your children... You've saved our lives, they said. May we find favor in the eyes of our Lord. We will be in bondage to Pharaoh. So Joseph established it as a law concerning the land of Egypt. Still in force today. A fifth of the produce belongs to me. It was only in the land of the priests that did not become mine.
0: Now the Israelites settled in Egypt in the region of Goshen. They acquired property there and were fruitful and increased
1: greatly in number. Jacob lived in Egypt 17 years, and the years of his life were 147. When the time drew near for Israel to die, he called for
0: his son Joseph and said to him,
3: If I have found favor in your eyes, put your hand under my thigh. And promise that you will show me kindness and faithfulness. Do not bury me in Egypt, but when I rest with my fathers, carry me out of Egypt and bury me where they are buried.
6: I will do as you say.
3: Swear it to me.
1: Then Joseph swore to him, and Israel worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff.
6: Sometime later, I was told that my father was ill. So I took my two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, with me to see him. When Jacob was told of my arrival, he rallied his strength, sat up on the bed.
3: God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan. And there he blessed me and said to me, I'm going to make you fruitful and increase your numbers. I will make you a community of peoples, and I will give this land as an everlasting possession to your descendants after you. Now then, your two sons born to you in Egypt before I came to you here will be reckoned as mine. Ephraim and Manasseh will be mine just as Reuben and Simeon are mine. Any children born to you after them, they will be yours. In the territory they inherit, they will be reckoned under the names of their brothers. As I was returning from Padan, to my sorrow, Rachel died in the land of Canaan while we were still on the way a little distance from Epreth. I buried her there beside the road to Bethlehem.
6: When my father saw my two sons, he asked, Who are these? I told him, They're the sons God has given me here.
3: Bring them to me, so that I may bless
6: them. My father's eyes were failing because of old age, and he could hardly see. So I brought my sons close to them. My father kissed them and embraced them.
3: I never expected to see your face again, and now God has allowed me to see your your children too.
6: So I took them down from my father's knees and bowed down with my face to the ground, with Ephraim on my right hand towards Israel's left, and Manasseh on my left towards Israel's right hand, and (laughs) brought them close to him. But Israel reached out his right hand and, and put it on Ephraim's head, though he was the younger. And crossing his arms, he put his left hand on Manasseh's head... ...even though Manasseh was the firstborn. Then he blessed me, saying...
3: "...May the God before whom all my fathers Abraham and Isaac... ...walked faithfully, the God who has been my shepherd all of my life to this day... ...the angel who has delivered me from all harm... ...may he bless these boys... May they be called by my name and the names of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and may they increase greatly on the earth.
6: When I saw my father placing his right hand on Ephraim's head, I was displeased. So I took my father's hand to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head, telling him, no, my my father, this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But my father refused.
3: I know, my son, he too will be a great people and he too will become great. Nevertheless, his younger brother will be greater than he and his descendants will become a group of nations.
6: So he blessed them that day and said,
3: In your name will Israel pronounce this blessing. May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh.
6: So he put Ephraim, ahead of Manasseh.
3: I am about to die, but God will be with you and take you to the land of your fathers. And to you I give one more ridge of land than to your brothers, the ridge I took from the Amorites with my sword and my bow.
0: Then Jacob called for his sons and said,
3: Gather! Gather around so I can tell you what will happen to you in the days to come. Listen and assemble, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father, Israel. Reuben, Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power. Turbulent as the waters, you will no longer excel. For you went up into your father's bed, into my couch, and defiled it. Simeon and Levi, Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. Let me not enter their council Let me not join their assembly, for they have killed men in their anger and humstrung oxen as they pleased. Cursed be their anger, so fierce and their fury so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob and disperse them in Israel. Judah, Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. You are a lion's cup, Judah. You return from the prey, my son. Like a lion he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse him? The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he To whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of the nation shall be his. He will tether his donkey to a vine, his colt to the choicest branch. He will wash his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes will be darker than wine, and his teeth whiter than milk. Zebulun. Zebulun will live by the seashore and become a haven for ships. His borders will extend forever to Sidon. (laughs) Issachar. Issachar is a raw-boned donkey. (laughs) Lying down among the sheep pens, when he sees how good is his resting place and how pleasant is his land He will bend his shoulder to the burden and submit to forced labor. Dan. Dan will provide justice for his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan will be a snake by the roadside, a viper along the path that bites the horse's heels so that its rider tumbles backward. I look for your deliverance, Lord. Gad Gad will be attacked by a band of raiders. But he will attack them at their heels. Asher Asher's food will be rich. He will provide delicacies fit for a king. <laughs> Nephtali. Nephtali is a dough set free that bears beautiful thorns. <laughs> Joseph. Joseph. Joseph is a fruitful vine. A fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. With bitterness, archers attacked him. They shot at him with hostility, but his bow remained steady. His strong arms stayed limber because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob. Because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel. Because of your father's God who helps you. Because of the Almighty who blesses you with blessings of the skies above. Blessings of the deep springs below. Blessings of the breast and the womb. Your father's blessings are greater than the blessings of the ancient mountains. Than the bounty of the age-old hills. Let all these rest on the head of Joseph. On the brow of the prince among his brothers. Benjamin. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he devours his prey, in the evening he divides the plunder.
1: All these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is what their father said to them when he blessed them, giving each the blessing appropriate to them. Then he gave them these instructions
3: I am about to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave in the field of Ephron the Hittite. The cave in the field of Machpelah near Mamre in Canaan, which Abraham bought along with the field as a burial place from Ephron the Hittite. There Abraham and his wife Sarah were buried there Isaac and his wife Rebekah were buried, and there I buried Leah. The field and the cave in it were bought from the Hittites.
1: When Jacob had finished giving instructions to his sons, he drew his feet up into the bed, breathed his last and was gathered to his people.
0: Joseph threw himself on his father and wept over him and kissed him. Then Joseph directed the physicians in his service to embalm his father Israel. So the physicians embalmed him, taking a full 40 days, for that was the time required for embalming. And the Egyptians mourned for him for 70 days.
6: "...when the days of mourning had passed, I said to Pharaoh's court... "...if I found favor in your eyes, speak to Pharaoh for me. Tell him my father made me swear an oath... ...that when he died I would bury him in the tomb he dug for himself in the land of Canaan. Now, let me go up and bury my father. Then I will return." Pharaoh said, "...go up, bury your father." as he made you swear. So I went up to bury my father. All Pharaoh's officials accompanied me, the dignitaries of my court, the dignitaries of Egypt, besides all the members of my household, my brothers, those belonging to my father's household. Only their children and their flocks and herds were left in Goshen. Chariots and horsemen went up with us. It was a very large company. When we reached the threshing floor of Atad near the Jordan, there was loud and bitter lamentation. We observed a seven-day period of mourning for Jacob. When the Canaanites who lived there saw the mourning at the threshing floor of Atad, they said, the Egyptians are holding a solemn ceremony of mourning. That is why the place near the Jordan is called Abel Mitzrayim. So we did as our father commanded us, carried him to the land of Canaan, and buried him in the cave in the field of Machpelah near Mamre, which Abraham had bought along with the field as a burial place from Ephraim the Hittite. After burying Jacob, I returned to Egypt, together with my brothers and all the others who had gone with us to lay him in the ground.
0: When Joseph's brothers heard that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying,
4: Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brother's sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father.
1: When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him
3: we are
6: your Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me. But God intended it for good. To accomplish what's now being done. The saving of so many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you. And for your children.
0: And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph stayed in Egypt along with his father's family. He lived a hundred and ten years and saw the third generation of Ephraim's children. Also the children of Machir, son of Manasseh, were placed at birth on Joseph's knees. Then Joseph said to his brothers,
6: I am about to die, but God will surely come to your aid and take you up out of this land. To the land he promised an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob.
1: And Joseph made the Israelites swear an oath, saying,
6: God will surely come to your aid. Then you must carry my bones up from this place.
0: So Joseph died at the age of a hundred and ten.
1: And
2: after they embalmed him, he was placed in a coffin in Egypt.